episode of Stoke Meter. And quite frankly, this is going to be one of the funnest shows ever. One of our heroes, one of our friends, Sean Murray, is on the show. Uh, I don't even know what to say. One of the best, well, actually, one of the fathers of wakeboarding, one of the persons, boards that I kept on buying year after year. And Sean, I can't, I can't thank you enough. Uh, how you been, man? Uh, I've been very good. It's good to see both of you guys. And, and um, you know, the, the world of water sports, as uh, some of the other things out there, the question as we went into this like COVID thing, and to yeah. jump kind of right into that topic, because I know it's a hot topic. Everybody's like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Um, more people have gotten on the water than in a long time. So hopefully you guys kind of experience that as well. Um, boats and boards are selling like crazy. And so people are hungry for content. That's great for me because that's my job. <laughs> um, so I, I've uh, kind of ramped things up and because I was dabbling in YouTube here and there, started a channel a few years back. And, and so it really allowed me to uh, kind of step even with, with more momentum into it. And so I've spent more time on the water recently than I have in the past. I mean, I've always spent a lot of time in the water, but it's been even more so, um, and I'm a father of three girls, so of course that takes me out of the water too. <laughs> well, that's actually when Karch and I were back there last time. I mean, that's 12 years ago. <laughs> so your yeah. girls, they've got yeah. to be like 14 right now, right? The oldest. So are... My oldest daughter will be 13 this summer. So yeah, she was probably a newborn at that point, and. Uh, <laughs> We just kept turning out girls. And so my, my girls are 12, 10, and six, and they're all firecrackers depending on the day. That is awesome, man. I don't know. Well, Cart, you got you to gotta shoot some questions over there too, man. Oh, yeah. No, I was just, you know, Maurice and I were, were thinking back to that trip back in, was it 2009? Oh, yeah. Um, I remember that was just such an amazing trip for us, able to hang out with Keith Lyman and, and Sean Murray. And just to, one of the things we did back then is we just went out and we just rode with you guys and took raw footage of what you guys were doing. And that was kind of back in the era where things were really produced a lot. Like you were talking about earlier, Sean, you always had those kind of the, the feature wakeboard films, you know, with the music and the cuts and everything else. And, one of the things we ran into was people were just hungry for raw riding footage, the sound of the yeah. boat, the talking, the chattering, and that type of stuff. It was just amazing. If, uh, if you look right now, um, if you search my name and Keith Lyman or Spine, like if like the video of Keith and I riding the Spine where we had that. Yeah, thing that up, was amazing. Yeah. So that was kind of a spontaneous thing. And you guys posted up raw and that's actually got like a bunch of views. I don't know how many views, but it's over a hundred thousand. It yeah. pops up in my feed, like all the time if I do any kind of search. Um, <laughs> and people are like, Hey, I got the, actually, this is like a month ago. Somebody goes, uh, Hey, I got an idea. If you took two boats and you went really close together and they formed this wave where they go crashing up against each other, it will form this thing. And, and so I just sent the link. I was like, that's an awesome idea. In fact, we've done it. <laughs> yeah, like a decade ago. Yeah, but but to, kudos to you guys because you guys were ahead of the curve with that raw kind of look, but also with your lives, live shows. And people honestly still ask for the Murr show, which Stoke <laughs> was the platform for it. Yeah. And uh, so it's been something that we've talked about, um, about doing some more 
you know, Mer show stuff incorporated into my YouTube channel. Oh yeah. Uh, but hats off to you guys in, in being ahead of the curve. Yeah. So, so you say that you're back on the water a lot. Tell us what you're doing. What are you, what, you know, what plates are you spinning right now? Cause you always have at least a dozen in the air at any given point. <laughs> so to, to take a step back and, and like, like my app, like to say, what, what do you do on your average day? None of my days are like average. It's always different, which is why I love what I do. Um, but some days I do some coaching out at OWC. I'll be out there anywhere from like two to five days a month. Um, and so I, I like to coach. And, and in all honesty, it's not what people think. People assume what I coach, whether it's there or I travel sometimes to coach. It's not a bunch of kids who are trying to go pro. Yeah. Most of what I coach is probably about 85% of beginners, like people oh, who wow. are just learning to jump the wake. And if they know how to jump the wake, it's probably not the most efficient way to do it. I would say there's a wrong way to jump the wake, but it's not necessarily efficient. Um, so I really like showing people how to put less effort into riding to get more out of it. That's my coaching. Yeah. Um, what I've also liked to expand in other people's riding and my riding, and this is kind of giving you more of an in-depth look at what you were just asking, Karches. Um, I want to show people and myself how to have low risk, high reward wakeboarding. Yeah. Right? Because everybody is transit, not everybody, a lot of people are transitioning to wake surfing, or yeah. at least that's their gateway into the sport, or that's the way they get back onto the water if they thought, man, wakeboarding, like I want to wakeboard, but dude, I'm just too old, or I don't want to get broke, or I don't want to <laughs> get hurt, whatever. Um, but what people don't realize is like how we're going about it is potentially a little bit backwards. And we can maybe talk about that later, yeah. but it's essentially how to have fun without getting snapped off, meaning take hard falls. Yeah. And um, some of the recent videos I posted on YouTube are showing what I'm doing in an in-depth look. Right. And um, one of those things is um, slowing the boat down significantly, at least like two to three miles an hour, if you can get there, um, and bringing your rope in shorter and um, letting weight out of the boat. No, yeah, that's big. I mean, you talk about the weight in the boat. I just remember when we rode with you, you threw this gigantic S bend, and Lyman was freaking out. Oh, what, what? I mean, that of all, of all people, it's Lyman saying that, right? And <laughs> it was one of the most incredible things that I have ever seen. You had to have been 16, 17 feet in the air. Never forget it. But I, yeah, it's fun, but there's only so many times that your body wants it. Like it's, don't get me wrong. I love doing a rail. I love doing an S. I haven't done an S bend since I think Australia. I did a YouTube video on it because they're tricky. <laughs> um, but it is fun to do that, but your body is only going to withstand so many of those. Um, so I, I want to show people and myself, like I said, how to have fun riding with low impact and so essentially low risk, high reward. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. I mean, it's kind of interesting to see how over time things have evolved in wakeboarding. You know, before um, I, I used to run a pro shop back in the day where it was a transition between slalom skiing and wakeboarding. And at the time, everyone was kind of going to wakeboarding because it was lower impact and easier to pick up and easier to do than slalom skiing. And then wakeboarding kind of went to the realm of you got to be riding at 27 miles an hour and you got to have a 200 foot rope and you got to, you know, and so I, I really appreciate the, the trend or at least the effort of getting back to low impact riding because yeah. I tell you what, one of 
my favorite things in the world is cruising along on a glass lake right at sunset where it just mirrors the water just reflects it's it's almost it's like zen you know what i mean and i think that's been missed a lot you know as wakeboard has kind of evolved where you don't have to be doing the crazy flips and everything else to have a really good time on the water you know and then when the water gets choppy yeah go ahead and jump on your your surfboard <laughs> so yeah, I, mean, I think that's great i'm trying to think of a video of how to uh make the most out of choppy water because I'll, i did that the other day where i slowed the boat way down to like 15 mm-hmm. so the wake fans out really wide right. and what kind of surface stuff can you do back and forth maybe a little inside out things no way. so there's there's different things to do so i think what we have to do is take a step back from our usual just all right, this is what I normally do. Every time I get up, I cut out this way and then I do this. And like, we have like a routine we get into. And so it's to kind of shake that up. Um, but I just got off the phone with Hyperlight where we're working on a new rope. And oh, no meeting, like nothing like um, new construction or anything. But what I want to do is have a, what I call a progression series. And the rope is actually going to go shorter than ropes have gone historically. And that's to encourage people like, and I'm going to supplement it with some YouTube content to say, here's how to use this rope. Um, Here's what you want to do at this length. Here's what you want to do at that length. And so potentially get the rope all the way into about 45 feet. Yeah. Which is really short, right? That's Um, way short. (laughs) Yeah. And and especially depending on the boat you're going behind. Right. But what's the the harm? And I think it's actually good for you to go out there and be like, all right, I'm going to go 45 feet and see what it feels like to jump wake to wake. And how slow can I go? <laughs> if you make if you make it easily, like if you go, if you're normally riding at say 21, that's gonna be way too fast for that, right? So if you brought your speed into like 19 or down to 18 or 17, or what could you still go wake to wake? Because it's so slow that even if you come up short, it's not gonna be that big of a deal, right? So that's one way to step back and change it up and go, what am I gonna do different today? Do you think that there'll be a, a change in boards to reflect that kind of style or a conversation right now? Okay. To, to, that... lift, to lift the veil slightly. Only slightly. Oh, okay. All right. I like it. I like it. Because <laughs> I can see that happening, you know, like have a board that is, you know, de- you know, designed just for that type of writing. And I could see a lot of more surface type stuff, like tricks and things like that evolving with that slower speed and shorter rope. Exactly. So and people are people are missing that moment. Like you're talking about, you get out there on glassy water. Right. And it's really easy to get that experience when the sun is setting and the light is hitting the glass. And it's like mm-hmm. to get that experience, to, to recognize that moment, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Right. But those happen few and far between. Like to have yep. all those things come together, like that doesn't happen enough, but it's enough that you could probably have a picture in your head when you say that you can remember the last time you did it. Mm-hmm. And it's really like, it, it makes an impact on you, right? Yeah. Um, but what that, what that is doing is, um, it's kind of going back to what I was referring to earlier is how I try to frame up lessons with people, whether I'm coaching and wakeboarding or any, any way else, is we quickly get detoured from why we originally start doing something that and is jump, great jump to the end of like the whole talk and, I, and i'll explain it in more depth but to jump to the end of it is we tend to become uh performers rather than experiencers that's awesome 
Nailed it. That is, you did. You nailed it, man. Uh, and the interesting thing is, is if you're a performer, you're not necessarily in the moment. Right. You're in the after the reactions. Like, how are people going to react to what I'm doing? That's absolutely yeah. fantastic. Wakeboarding and toad water sports are kind of a, under a magnifying glass because everybody is sitting in the boat and potentially looking at you. Right. And so it seems like my job when I'm out there is to entertain people. But if I'm out there to entertain others, I'm missing the point of the gifts and abilities I've been given and the moment that I've been given. You know what? Yeah. You, you just embodied what, what Stoke is right there. Matter of yeah. fact, the, I, I loved watching you do the S-Bin. I loved watching you do the 313s and all that, the, the ginormous railings. But to this day, my favorite uh, photo uh, of you is the one where you, you have the rope behind your back and you're literally like this above the water and it's a reflection, a perfect reflection of you. Yeah, 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 that <laughs> one right there. It feels weird to have that photo of me in the office. But um, yeah, that, that photo was an accident. Oh, no way. Yeah, it was an accident. Yeah, we weren't, we didn't even, we didn't even recognize it at the time. Um, but it was just something that uh, I had gone out a couple nights before and I too was out on a sunset cruise and I wanted to do just a tour of my lake while the lake was glassy. And while we were doing it, uh, it was just one person about driving and I was trying to see how close I could get my face to the water to yeah. see if I could almost touch my nose to the water, like getting closer, closer. And then it was a day or two later that Joey Medoff, the photographer, was coming out to do some sort of shoot for another company. Right. And before we got started, I go, hey, I was just doing this thing the other day where I was trying to see how low I could get to the water. So I just want to get a photo just to see how close I'm getting because um, it feels like I'm really close, but I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> and we went out and he took the photo. He did. We did like one pass. Once you do one pass, the glass is gone, right? We just right. Went, about, went about the rest of the shoot. We go into my house and he pulls his laptop out and he's just looking through photos and he goes, come here, you got to see this. And he went, whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> and we submitted it. And the short version is, is it went to be the cover of Wakeboard Magazine and one of the more recognized photos. It pops up as like memes all over the place. Some are oh, yeah. funny, some are like, this guy loves himself and he's trying to just- <laughs> <laughs> Try to kiss yourself in the water. But again, yeah. you, you bring up something- that you had mentioned before with, with that is you weren't doing it for anyone, but to see how far you could press it. It wasn't to impress anybody. It was to really push your limits. And I, I, I look at you as a Tom Brady of wakeboarding. There, there's no doubt about that, but I, I got to ask. You know, it's funny. I, I've got to say is uh, you were talking about, you know, whether it's a spec, whether you're performing for people or doing it for yourself. I remember there was oh, about a year ago, I was on the lake actually kind of when, our current pandemic started or whatever but i we brought two new people it was a father and a son and they're they're the type they're just hyper competitive like you know we're <laughs> yeah. gonna get on it's gonna be our first thing and we're gonna just go to the wall you know and it, it was i remember um i was like you guys are missing out on so much of the joy of wakeboarding and i remember that night i was i was uh, kind of kicking back and i was wondering like if there was like a sheet that was put up on the back of the boat where nobody could watch the rider, I was just like, I would probably ride so much different mm -hmm. when I, when I wasn't, you know, didn't have that, that, that pressure or the, or yeah. the feeling of people watching you, you know what I mean? So maybe you come up like a hologram or something that you can flip on the back of the boat and <laughs> but, cut but everybody else but, off. 
and and the thing is, is it's it it has to do with like like I talk about that motivation, and I and I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about that. Um, Mo, you were saying something. Yeah. And, uh, well, it, and it, then I want I wanted to dive deeper on that. Yeah. Oh no no no. We can dive deeper in that one because what I've noticed is that you're always challenging yourself every time. And I remember I was talking to Lyman um, just before he went off in, into some other uh, adventures. He told me that you're going to compete with American Ninja Warrior, and I thought that I wonder how that's going to go, man. <laughs> because you're the wakeboarder, and then and and I remember going back in your backyard and seeing the all the little handles on the tied on the tree, and go, well, he has an obstacle course, but it was fun yeah. to see you reinvent yourself for the sake of reinventing yourself. It wasn't. It, it didn't seem like there was any other motivation, rather than let, let's see if I can live up to the challenge. And so anyway, I hope it ties in with what you're going to. Yeah. yeah. And, and that does, and I'll, I'll actually, you know, give you a caveat on that story is um, the American Ninja Warriors thing happened because uh, I built a gym in my backyard, not just those handles you're talking about. Like I built this kind of obstacle course and it resembles a little bit of like a playground or monkey bars for kids or for adults. Right. Uh, but it happened really organically. And the way that it happened was one day I was running across my, my pasture in the front and I had this sensation that I wanted to run up a ramp and leap to a bar and then swing to something. And I didn't know what it was. And so I called Bob Sovin, who happened to be living down the road. Right. I go, hey, I want to build this. You got, a, you got a little bit of time? And he's like, yeah, let's talk about it. So eventually he came over and we started building it. And so I made this kind of just incline. And then we did it to like a pull-up bar. And then we swung and then we would like see where we would swing to and go, all right, let's put another bar here. Okay, now let's do another bar here. And then what if we turn this way and we landed and we jump and grab this thing. And so it kind of organically grew in it. And Ninja Warrior wasn't in my head. It was, I wanted to have like this fun feeling of swinging around like a monkey. (laughs) Please tell me there's video of this, John. Is there video? Come on, it's not of the build because you know when you when something's happening you don't know what's going to come from it like when right. when this board got made i didn't know there would be 25 after it like you don't know when yeah that yeah i've got my 25th there this year the one i'm riding right now is my 26th like you don't know when something's happening because it's just what you're doing so it wasn't like oh this is gonna be cool it was like, all right maybe this works and so it evolved into this kind of all these obstacles that were built upon this box thing that we had. Um, it was only like 30 feet by 20 feet. And um, I started working out that way. And I liked the physics of it because uh, I wanted to get what I call monkey strong. And when you go to the zoo and you see them swinging around in the lines that they get, it's like when you see a skateboarder in the pool, yeah. you know, like when they're, when they've got lines and power and just control and finesse and it, and it looks effortless. Right. And I was like, I'm not going to get to a monkey like strength, but I want to try. So if you look at my boards, in fact, if you look closely on that one there, there's a, a monkey on top of the Volkswagen bug. So it's kind of a throwback oh, no way. The bug board and then monkey strong into it. And so um, that's, that's where that came out. And then one night after about a month or two of working out of my gym, I Googled American Ninja War. I was sitting on the, on the couch. I had my laptop. I Googled something. I went, you can apply for this show. So I applied and I got on. And 
the first year I didn't make it up the wall. I didn't have the right shoes, the right steps. I just didn't know how to go about it. So I built the wall in my backyard and the course has grown bigger. I've done the show four times. Two times went pretty well. Two times it didn't. Right. And uh, I haven't applied. I didn't apply this year because um, I just wasn't feeling it and some of the things that happened. But um, I might, I might again one year, but right now, like uh, I, I'm stronger than I was in my twenties and thirties, as far as like how I can swing like a monkey. So, <laughs> um, and uh, that's, I think that keeping fitness fun, I, I, the two keys to, to trying to stay fit in our older age, I'm 44, I'll be 45 in April. Um, the key to being, to me being fit, number one diet, like that's more than anything. Like yeah. don't, I said, I tell people, if you want to feel like pizza, eat pizza. Like, <laughs> you want to feel like a, like a chicken nugget, eat chicken nuggets. Like, so, um, so I try to eat pretty clean, but I'll, I'll, I'm not super strict, but so fuel yourself. Right. The other thing is that keep your fitness fun. How can, what kind of fitness can you yeah. find that you're not just on a machine watching a clock die? Yes. Right? Um, yeah. And just moving metal around. Um, you can do that, but I, I think, uh, the other component to be besides just fun is, accountability and having some sort of social atmosphere, essentially a good workout buddy. Somebody that is going to say, I'm going to the gym this day, I'll meet you there. And there's days that you're not going to want to be the one to instigate the the meetup and other days they're not going to be the one. And and so you basically have to have somebody to push yourself. So you've got to find that someone. Um, I think that's a big key to it. And I think that's why CrossFit, I've never done CrossFit, but I think that's why CrossFit is so successful is the social aspect. Yes. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I yeah, have there's other things to it. There's definitely other things to it that I don't know about, but I think that's a massive thing. Um, so, man, I digress big time. No, I, I love that no. digression. So, okay, so Karch, you, you had a good point. You're talking about the veil, right? Like to have some sort of like curtain that you could go and ride and not have people watch you, right? Because mm-hmm. then it would feel like you get to remove this pressure and you get to focus on what you're doing. bring them in man bring them Uh, in so uh i've even thought about that but here here's how i think that um things get messed up for us and this can honestly be with almost anything in life it can be wakeboarding because that's easy for us to talk about it's easy for us to see but it can go all the way down to nearly anything we do it could be and how we do this interview. It can be how we write a paper, how we do any public speaking, how I produce a video. Um, It can be your job, it can be whatever. But what we have is we have the opportunity to do something using the gifts and abilities and opportunities that we have. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's kind of our, our, our starting ground is I'm going to do this. Right. And a lot of the things that we do, like sports and hobbies, is I'm looking for a moment of fun. But fun can be found in anything. Yes. Like fun can be found in, uh, to me, it can be found in cleaning a vehicle, like because it has to do with um, finding excellence and doing things with passion. Right. And when we do things with passion and excellence, like we actually find joy through that. Yep. And um, when we, we end up, starting with the motivation of trying to find fun. And I, this is me holding fun, right? We have that, that fun. And then when we uh, start doing things as a performance, um, people 
can react to what we do, right? And they give us a reaction, right? right? So if you go out wakeboarding for the first time, you get up, it's this internal struggle, but at the same time, it's hard not to think about the eyes that are on you. And so people are like, man, I don't want to screw up. So I'm going to hang on as hard as I can. <laughs> and guys, most of the time use muscle and effort. And you guys know as wakeboarders, it's not about muscle effort, yeah. strength, right? It's actually about relaxing. And why women generally do better is because they don't feel like they have to prove as much a lot of times. And that's kind of sexist in some way, but generally speaking, uh, women have in my experience, I have a better success rate getting up the first time. No, I can, I can actually verify that with everyone I've taught. It's right. they, they, they're amazing. <laughs> so, so you have this, like you have, I, I want to have fun at it, but I also want to portray myself and give people some, you know, show me of what I can do. And so I get a good reaction out of them. So day one is you get up and that if you get up, it's awesome feeling that you did it, but then people react really well. Right. And they're like, right on you did awesome and it's not bad to react to that and it's not bad to receive that and make that moment even better for this yeah. ultimate experience of i had fun people were stoked on it cool right like yeah. it's a great experience yeah but what happens is we start switching the order meaning we're, we start trying to think about what is going to get a good reaction yeah right? yeah what is going to get a good reaction and then if i get a good reaction then that's fun yeah Right. And how often have you been out with those people on the boat if they're not riding well, that they're going to be punching the water and just like trying to show I'm not pleased with myself or throwing the handle like I'm disgusted with it. And so when I had this big wake up call for me and it was uh, about 10 plus years ago and I was coaching a guy and we're, he was there for the week. It was like a week long camp. He had his buddies in town. This guy's like 30, 40 years old. And he was trying to wake to wake heel side, front side 180. Okay. Not easy, not super tough. And he was doing all the right things before then to be trying. it. And he had tried a handful of them. Uh, it were about midweek. Um, and he had tried some and they didn't go great. And he started getting really mad. Yeah. right like really mad and he got in the boat and he was just like bummed just like trying to show he was bummed and just like this just just that guy that's just like sour and you're like mm -hmm. all right so he went he went back out and he tried it again did all the things up to it was preparing for it didn't go well and i had this moment i, I didn't realize that this would shape how i was thinking for the next 10 years because that, that day and that moment changed my life right. um because I had to reflect upon it and it actually steered me away from going to contests. Um, ah. But what I, what I did was I, I talked, we stopped the boat and I had Travis turn the boat off. I was like, Hey, just stop for one second. And I had a conversation with the guy, but this was for everyone. And I was like, I want you to just for a second, take an inventory on what's happening right now. I want you to take inventory in the fact that right, right now you're here in Florida. It was winter time. It was beautiful. I was like 75 degrees. You're here on the boat with your buddies, this whole experience of the week and spring, you guys all did the talk that I gave them, but I was like, look at all the amazing things that are happening and how you are letting that ruin, not only your moment. And now everybody's a little bit anxious around you and not feeling so good. And it's kind of bringing the vibe down because of this second, maybe two seconds for being generous that you're in the air trying to land this trick where you're riding away switch on your wakeboard you're letting this these few seconds in the air determine how you feel like upon this yep. little moment yep 
So how much are you really letting other moments in your life? And so this is me talking to myself, is me talking to you guys. How often do we go and let somebody's comment or somebody cuts us off while we're driving? Somebody essentially like um, can really steer where we go with with just one little small thing or or if we don't perform as well as we hope to. And and then we let that kind of get in our head and all of a sudden we're missing the reason. So Karch, going back to that sunset ride, like it's easy to recognize the moment when it's beautiful and glassy and to go, this is cool. But I tell people when they first get up on the wakeboard, I'm coaching them, I say, hey, don't forget to carve. I started a hashtag years ago, don't forget to carve. Because what an amazing thing, when you get up on a wakeboard, it's really easy to ignore the fact that we're standing on top of water. <laughs> yeah. Right? We're gliding along water. And when you lean in a direction, there's this dance that starts to happen of carving around and this, this like push and pull that happens. And it's a really cool set of physics that we tend to forget and ignore. And so that's my challenge to myself is don't skip the simple stuff. And that also helps me coach people to say, don't skip the foundational stuff. It's actually fun. It's actually low risk. And there's ways to even go about that foundational stuff with slower speeds, shorter lines, letting the weight out and really building up some fun with low risk, high reward when you forget about the eyes on you. And then if there's reactions after the moment, you can actually have a better moment. Yeah. Diving even deeper than I'll be done. When we find ourselves being a performer, not experiencer, a lot of times, this is not across the board. A lot of times we're not in the moment. Mm-hmm. When we're not in the moment, we're actually pulling ourselves out of the zone a lot of times. When we're thinking about other people's eyes and how we're portraying ourselves, we tend to pull ourselves out of where we can perform in the next level, where we're inside of ourselves, just experiencing things and feeling things and seeing things and not going into the headspace where we shouldn't be. And so for the high-end athletes, um, I think that's uh, a lot of times as they can remove some of that, um, but that doesn't mean across the board, they don't get heady. So. Be an experiencer, not a performer. Well, I, I got to say, Sean, real quick. Oh, I'm sorry. Maurice. No, no, go for Is it, Garch. I appreciate you putting that into a very eloquent and clear way that, that people can understand. And like you said, this isn't something that's just wakeboarding. No. This is across the board and everything right. you do. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, I look at, job expectations or career expectations and things like that a lot of times people get so caught up in what am i supposed to be doing what is the job description or you know and i get if you get caught into that and you're not living in the moment and dealing with the people and being yourself and having fun that's why that's why people get burned out on whatever it is you know i don't care matter whether it's you know a marriage or a job or a hobby or anything it's so easy. I mean, anyway, I, I really appreciate that. I'm going to be listening to this, this uh, podcast many, many times over just to remind myself. So I, I thank you for that. I really appreciate uh, ha- Happy to share. And I do want to um, put this together because I've had the thoughts in my head for a long time and yeah. put that together in, in a, a YouTube video. Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate that. I, I, I do see it, man, with a lot of the different workplace mentalities that you're talking about. Mm-hmm too often we can operate um, 
And I try not to go there, but we, we can tend to operate in a place to where you need to make sure you're checking the box to, yep. to keep the job. Yep. Right. Oh, no. You're right. Yeah. If yeah. you step back and go, what if this is like, not a, not based on that, but on what I want to do, what I can do, what, what, what do I think I'm capable of? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it, it, it actually takes a lot of the pressure off and allows you to really experience things in a different way. Sean, you bring up something really cool. I mean, for years, when I met you, I was uh, business psychology. That's what it was. And so it basically is aligned with HR. And a lot of the folks that I was speaking with in organizations, the ones that were always um, bitter or lost or felt trapped were always the ones that were checking the boxes. And it goes without question, even to this day. Yeah. And, and the individuals and the leaders that were the most uh, proficient had a balance in their lives. They, they, they went hunt, hunting, they went fishing, they enjoyed time with the family. And they knew that this was a means to end, but if it ended, they didn't care. And yeah. it was amazing because they had defined themselves in such a way that they knew, it, it's kind of like the, uh, when you go on an airplane, they said, put your mask on first. Yeah. They knew they had to do that. They felt good about it and they didn't have to impress anybody. And just what you said right there, I can't even, like Karch said, I, I, I appreciate that because coming from your perspective is, is a big deal. You, you've basically made a, a be yourself for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, I, and I think it also ties over to, we live you know, with social media and stuff. We live in such a society where people are looking for outward, yeah. you know, what's the word? recognition recognition or you know and what you're talking about sean positive is, feedback yeah yeah is redirecting it where you've got to be your own source of yep. uh, i'm i'm having fun and i'm having a good time no matter what i'm doing i don't yeah. care like i said i don't care if i'm cleaning the car or cleaning the toilet i'm gonna have a good time <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. we're gonna, no, we're gonna have fun with this it's true there there is a way to like to find joy in anything that we do yeah it's not to say that i don't have moments where like being a dad, man, you can be frustrated. With kids. <laughs> you love them one minute, and then you really don't know how they get you that frustrated. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I, that, it's my challenge to myself to to um, to find that balance, like you're talking about, Mo. Like yeah. when you're when you're you're making sure that you've got the balance, and I, and I think that's the great thing about my job is it allows me to find. Um, different ways to do what I do and bring it to the public. And man, I've, I've really learned, and, and the, thankfully the sport has evolved. Right. Um, and it has allowed me to uh, try to connect people back to fun. Yep. You know, okay. for the longest time, it was who could do the hardest tricks and put together yep. the sick video sections and all that. And that was cool because at that time, like the sport in its infancy was what's possible. Yeah. And, and then sort of wakes got big and the boats got big and they got expensive and it's kind of changed some things, but I want to show people like, if you've got a 95 sea do and you can, that's all you can go out and maybe borrow your buddy's old jet ski to get out on the water and tow your kid around. There are ways to find fun oh, and yeah. it doesn't have to be this big flashy performance. It's, it's about yeah. the experience of how you can find and, and you know, it's finding fun. I call it finding fun. Like I've got a word document that I've been, that I've been writing and it's, and uh, it's, we, we're all on a search of fun and we want to have, we want to like find that. You and know, that's okay. I think that's an important thing too, is it's okay to look for fun. 
Yep. Yes. I think sometimes that's villainized. Like, it you is villainized. You can't be having fun. You know? <laughs> but, like, yeah, but, I can. But the thing is, you, Sean, you even make failure fun. One of the one of the best experiences I've ever had in wakeboarding, and it wasn't just because I was in the presence of all these unbelievable wakeboarders. I learned how to dock start off of your dock. And I remember the first time I went in, I failed miserably. And I went to that internal, like, this sucks, man. I just embarrassed yeah. myself in front yeah, of well, you. not how I envisioned Florida to be. I was going to yeah. <laughs> Right. And when I came out of the water, it was you and Lyman and Cars. Well, yeah, that was awesome, man. That was awesome. And all of a sudden, I knew that you didn't care because you'd been through that experience. And you made that, that such positivity that when I got there again and you told me exactly what to do, just to sit back, it was, I, I remember when I landed it and I was dry and, and I was getting driven across the yeah. lake and you and Palmer are back. Like, yeah! <laughs> yeah. Just to, to invoke that stoke, you actually have to have experienced it first. And that's, yeah. that yeah. Way, it was amazing. It was amazing. But it, start, but it started like within yourself. You're like, yes and then you look up and you're like yes like, <laughs> and so it, it's a it's it's such a great sport because of that yeah right like toad water sports it's hard to have that environment um outside of that because like in almost every other thing you can be doing your own thing and you can have a, a great moment and you can really enjoy it but then people aren't there to enjoy it and so you don't have that pinnacle of emotion right, right? right. Right. Because a lot of times you could, let's say you have a good golf shot, just boom. And if you're there by yourself, you're like, that was good. But if your buddy's there and he's like, right on, you're like, yes. But yeah, we can also have horrible golf shots and you're just like, oh man. I, <laughs> like, I, I walked off one of the nicest courses in Orlando a few, few weeks ago. Because I was in a game just blowing it. I was out there with Brian Grubb and these two other guys that were pretty good. And, mm. and I, I had, like, I was trying to get, I had a bunch of people coming to my house the next day. So my head was like, I need to be there getting some things ready. And I was blowing it on the course, like so <laughs> bad, like so bad. I could have, I could have thrown a ball better. Like if I'm not kidding, if I just had a ball and I was, and these are like 500 yard, like holes. And uh, so I was like, but I was like, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna let these guys, and, and you know, I'm not gonna let this game steal my joy. Yes. Right? yes. Too often we hand over our joy to somebody yeah. to say, like, I hope I get it back. Yes. Right? And so I was like, you know what? I'm I'm struggling, guys. I appreciate it. Like I'm not playing well, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gone. I so at the nine at the turnaround, I left, and uh, and I went home and I just I went about things. And I was like, you know, maybe I'm not gonna play much more golf, <laughs> but maybe I will. I, I don't know. I'm not gonna make a, a determination around that. But um, yeah, yeah it, it's too often. I encourage like you guys, myself, other people, don't hand other people your joy in hopes of getting it back. Yeah, the, we, that like we, they're they're not necessarily asking for it. You know, they're, they're not asking for it and, and we shouldn't get a, give it over. So contain your own joy. And if people want to add and pour into you more, cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah I heard, I heard a, a quote one time. I don't, I don't know who I should uh, give credit for it or whatever, but it was kind of more of around, you know, toxic people and toxic elements or whatever. But the, the quote was basically, be careful what you get free rent for in your head. 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So many times, you know, we let people who annoy us or situations or whatever have free rent. It's yeah. like, kick them out. You can kick them out. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's yeah, true. But you got to be aware. You got to yeah. be aware. You know, I, um, I don't want to keep you guys. I, no, I, you're I, good. But one, one thing that I've also been intentional on recently because we've got, we all have little dramas and plate spinning in our lives, right? All these different things that we have going. Something I've been trying to be intentional is don't go to the places that I'm not currently focusing on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So if I'm doing something, we can we can tend to let our heads kind of go into that space and and go to these things that we don't necessarily um, have it in front of us, right? Like right. if you're mm-hmm. you're not there in, in that moment and. I mean, a simple analogy is I've got to go fix a, the, this plumbing on my pool pump. I can go pay a guy to do it. I enjoy fixing something like this. <laughs> um, but with, with the parts that I need to assemble, mm-hmm. uh, until I'm actually looking at it, I really shouldn't let my I shouldn't let that get free rent in my head, Karch, like you're saying. Yeah. I shouldn't I shouldn't let it like spin. Sometimes we can lay in bed and think about things. And go, oh, there's a solution. Right. Right. Um, but I'm prayerful and I'm like, all right, Lord, if you want me to think about this now, otherwise push it aside. When I get there, help me be efficient and wise on what I'm doing. And that has to do with big problems, dealing with kids or dealing with trauma, whatever, or dealing with that plumbing part. Like, so I I try to like focus on what I'm doing. All right. We went through. No, there is, there is one thing though, too. Uh, Well, I keep on saying there's one thing, there's multiple things, but there was, there was something that, uh, there was something that you're involved in. And I don't know if you're still, this is the story. It was these inspirational stories. Yeah, my story, yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. And I, I just want to let the audience know how, how much you lived that. And, and there's, there's, there's one thing that I had called you about. Uh, oh, this is a few months back. I told you about a story that Karch had went through with a, a particular family. I'll let Karch go over that, but it really highlights what you, who you are as an individual, but also what you're trying to convey here isn't, isn't baloney and smoking mirrors. This is, this is who you are. And I'm just wondering, Gary, if you wouldn't mind talking about that story real quick. Yeah, I, I will. We may want to split this actually into a separate episode. I mean, it was, this is just standalone amazing. It really and It's been and, what. And to, to, to create maybe a little bit of a suspense. Um, <laughs> Because I, I like I really enjoy this, and I and I wouldn't mind talking to you guys more. Um, do you want to split this up into another interview? I, I think know. we probably I think we probably should. I think it deserves its own day or something like that. I'd, yeah, if I'd you don't happy. mind. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Awesome. That would be awesome because it really. I mean, it's it's a standalone topic. It yeah, really I, I don't want to. I don't want to give credit where credit's due, or not give credit where credit's due. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, and and do do justice to that conversation. Okay, let's do it. We'll keep the yeah. we'll keep you as the audience in suspense. <laughs> it's worth it though. Until next time. Until next time. Yeah. Hey, well, anything else in closing, guys? No. Man, I, I think this is a good place to kind of wrap it up for today. I mean, I if you're willing to do more with us, man, we yeah. would love to talk Absolutely. to you. But I feel like we just really captured a lot of really good stuff in it was this unreal. Podcast. Yeah. It was absolutely unreal. And appreciate the time, Sean. Well, thank you guys. Let's uh, we'll keep going and and uh, to be continued. Got it, man. (laughs) Good luck with that. Good luck with that full plumbing, dude.